Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Corey, and today we've got a special guest with us from the Insight Marketing team. So this is Chad Roush. He's Insight's Digital Marketing Manager. Welcome, Chad, and thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Chad is going to share a little bit about what's going on with something you guys may or may not be aware of with Facebook and Apple. So Chad, First of all, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. No problem. And why don't we first kind of, let's set the table a little bit, right, for our listeners. So if you guys have not been paying attention, there is a fight going on between Apple and Facebook. Let's call it a disagreement. We'll start there. Over privacy. So essentially, Apple is kind of implementing new user privacy features in iOS 14. You may have seen these already, these, these little bubbles that pop up that say that this app wants to track you, not only here in the app, but across other apps on your device. Is that right, Chad? That's correct, yep. All right, so what that means for you and for your practice, especially if you're advertising on Facebook, is something of a a little bit of a mystery. We're kind of finding that out now as we're working through these changes with our client, but let's let's dive in and talk a little bit about what this means and then the numbers and, and what we've had to change. So again, let's sort of lay the foundation for people that don't know what's going on. So Apple wants to stop tracking or at least give users the option, right, to actually say, I'm okay with this happening. I'm okay with this app tracking me across this device, right? Yeah, well, the big change is that it used to be, they've always valued privacy, and it used to be that you had to opt out of tracking. And with iOS 14, actually it was 0.5, a few weeks ago, then they rolled it out. You actually have to opt in to tracking. So before it was like, you had to know about it, you had to go look for it, and you had to opt out. But now they're going to directly ask you, do you want to opt in? And so that's what they've been doing is with, with any of the tracking systems. And that's what's kind of messed up. Mostly with when we say Facebook, we're talking about Facebook advertising. Right. And the reason that's such an issue is because people, you just sort of blindly accept these agreements, right? When you sign on to these apps and things. But now it's specifically saying, hey, are you cool with Facebook knowing what you do here and what you do basically across your entire phone or your tablet or wherever you're using it? And that also holds true for Instagram and WhatsApp. And basically every app that is on an Apple device, you are now being forced to say or to choose rather, yeah, I'm cool with this or no, I'd rather you not know exactly what I'm doing all the time. Yeah, correct. And that's and what that really means though, specifically with Facebook ads is that Facebook uses tracking and tracks you across because what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a profile. So from if you step back from the consumer perspective, it's it's very nice. You get to choose your privacy and you get to choose how your information is being used. And that's very, very important. But from the advertiser's side, it's a little problematic in that you can no longer figure out or Facebook can no longer figure out what your buying preferences are. So typically what they want to do is if you set an ad and you say, I want people who are going to more likely click on my ad in Facebook, go to my website and take some type of an action. In our business, it's usually signing up for an appointment, calling the office, something like that. That is a, a valuable event to us. 
And when Google, Facebook used to be able to take all that information they would track from all those websites and those apps and be able to say, this person is going to be more likely to do that. So we're going to deliver ad to that list of those people who do that. But now that they don't have all that tracking information, they no longer have the ability, they no longer have the algorithm to be able to figure out, hey, this is going to be a list. So they can still deliver ads, but they're going to deliver ads more blindly, which means their effectiveness is going to really drop off and they're not going to be able to target as smartly as they did before. And that's what is the big problem for Facebook right now is they're having to rethink how they can still deliver ads effectively for us advertisers. And we can still get a value for the money we're spending and still respect privacy. Because although you could say that they're in a disagreement, I mean, they're not. I mean, Apple's going to win. They own the space. Facebook is nothing unless you have a method and a means to get to Facebook. And they just don't have that without Apple. And Apple is a big player. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I was actually, I was talking to a physician yesterday and we were kind of going back and forth about like why this is happening and because he had he had seen it I guess either on a podcast or on a website or something it was like well what does this mean for us and so I was sort of explaining what was going on and he was like okay but like why is this happening all of a sudden so I mean I don't want to go too much in the weeds there but I think it's worth like 30 seconds to just kind of go through so essentially it's happening because I mean it's really complicated and we could probably do a whole show about it but there's kind of like a growing sort of distrust around Facebook with some recent events that are that are going on, right? And then Apple's trying to get ahead of that, I think. And then also, they are worried about some antitrust that may come down and potentially being broken up. And so they want to look really good to the government right now, and also to the consumers, right? So they're taking this sort of like privacy and security first approach. So I mean, really, if you kind of peel back the layers of them saying we really care about our consumers and our security and blah, blah, blah. It's a giant PR move to say that security really matters to us. And that's why we need to kind of stay together. And then on the flip side of that, like you were just starting to say is, is Facebook, who is their PR approach to this has been, well, if this happens, it's really going to impact small businesses. So we at Facebook, Facebook really care about small businesses, aka that's where most of our revenue comes from. And if we can't get the results, then we're going to lose revenue. So it's like anything, you just kind of have to follow the money. And I don't want to get too into the weeds there, but I do sort of want to explain why all of this is happening. And you'll notice on your devices, as you're opting into these things, you may even see something from Facebook or notice on the news feed if you're an advertiser that says that by opting into this, you're helping keep Facebook and Instagram free. Would they ever really charge for it? Probably not, I would say, because then you might affect the user base. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, in the past, I've seen older social networks. I mean, we've, if you've been around long enough, you've seen MySpace go the way of the wind. There was a social blogging site 10 years ago, LiveJournal. And I remember that. It was free. It was free. Everyone was using it. Like, we're just going to start delivering ads. We're going to make anyone pay for it. But it's like, basically, we can deliver ads or we can make you pay for it. So we decided to deliver ads and essentially cut their throat. They were done within a few years. And now no one ever goes there. No one ever uses it. It's dead because people just don't like becoming a commodity, which is what you become when we're talking about privacy is you're talking about turning people unwillingly into a commodity that can be traded and sold without their knowledge. And it's even kind of funny. There was the West Wing 20 years ago. There was an episode talking about how privacy was going to be the major issue of the 21st century. And it's come true. It's just become a huge thing. We're just wondering how well we can trade each our information unknowingly. And they're finding out people don't like it. In the couple weeks since they've made that switch, something like 96% of users have decided, nope, I don't want to be tracked. So that's a really small segment of Facebook's audience now, 4% that is saying, hey, you can track me. And so Facebook is trying to work around that. 
So what you'll see, if you are an advertiser, depending on how much of an advertiser, usually if you're an advertiser, you've probably signed on to Facebook business, how you can manage your page, and then you can sign on for the advertising there. And you should have an advertising dashboard. And that's where you're going to see some of the changes you will have to make as a practice to good with Facebook and be able to still advertise and do the best you can. They've demanded some changes. Usually what you would see when you log on before, you'd see three tabs on your ad center. You would see campaigns, ad sets, and ads. They've added a fourth one called Resource Center on the left. And it's important to look at because it's going to give you any information you need within the Facebook system so they can still do the best they can to deliver ads to the people they think are going to be the most to take these actions and make and trigger these events. It's kind of going to vary from account to account. Some of the things we've seen, one of the first things we had to do was something probably we should have done in the past, but they're just making it a requirement now, which is called domain verification. They want to make sure that if you're advertising for this domain, that it's actually you and you're not just trying to advertise and send traffic to some other site. So what you have to go and then you usually have to do a domain verification. It's you can do one, two, three, things you can it's a little code heavy so you might have to have your it people do it but you can put a small snippet of code on your server you can put a small snippet of code as a meta tag which is a little technical but it's something usually you can get to on your user end meta information some type of tracking code goes in there that's really easy or you can have your it guy put on an html file any of them basically is just if you put it someplace where users can't go is what's happening and facebook sees you put that code there they know hey you actually did own this website so that's just so they know that who they're talking to and who they're going to is an actual person it's a part of the privacy so they know that your information right, is not that hijacked or taken that you are who you say you are right and you're representing the business that you say yeah. that you're representing exactly i mean again we don't, they don't want people someone doing some funny business and gathering information that shouldn't belong to them off a website that doesn't belong to them. So that's like one of the first things they have you do. Another thing that they're starting to have you do is if you go into your events manager section, events are the triggers on your website that you have told Google you want to track as a goal or something you want, such as filling out a form fill and hitting a thank you page. You might put event trigger on that and say, this is a form fill page. So this is a lead. This is a contact, however you want to classify it. And you also might have on that same page, if they click, if they have any, maybe you might have an email box for a newsletter. So you might have a trigger on that submit button for the email box. You could have several triggers on one page. And so what Facebook wants you to do is go in and order up the priority of how you want them to track that. So you'll have to go in and tell them the thing that's most valuable on the page is obviously getting that submit button and getting that contact form. Or you might be more interested in getting that newsletter signed up. Whatever is ones you're most interested in, that page you want to put as the highest priority and then you can put any of the other subsequent events from that page underneath that in the order you like however you like it again i mean it's just making sure that they know they're not tracking too many events and they just you're trying to help them understand how you want your site to do events because they're having such limited information coming into them they need more information are you ready to make marketing easier Join Dr. Marketing Tips Lab to unlock awesome tools and coaching from the experts you hear every week on this podcast. Hi, my name is Christiana Oyungchi, and I'm the Dr. Marketing Tips Lab Community Manager. My job is to make sure you know about all the great features Lab has to offer and to answer questions you may have. Speaking of features, your Lab membership comes with tons of marketing templates, checklists, webinars, how-to guides, and even a monthly coaching call with Corey, Jennifer, and the entire Dr. Marketing Tips podcast team. Learn more and sign up at drmarketingtipslab.com to streamline your marketing and kickstart practice growth today. That's drmarketingtipslab.com. See you in the lab soon.
And going back to what this means for users, so you're doing that on a technical side as the advertiser to sort of shore things up and make sure everything is correct. And you're able to give that information back to Facebook. The problem that Facebook is experiencing, as you said, only 4% of users are kind of opting into this means that targeting is going to be just either a lot more broad, right? Or just straight up more difficult because you're going to lose options where before you may be able to have drilled down, for example, to let's say it's your OBGYN clinic. And so you want to target women in their 25 to 40 and they buy a, a certain type of product, they're active, they're however you used to target, those things may start to fall by the wayside, right? Right. Um, also, some things we're seeing is you might have built a retargeting list, people who have interacted with your website, gone through the fixed Facebook pixel, and you saw that. And so you know, these are my past customers, and I want to retarget them again for coming for office visits, whatever, if you build any type of retargeting list. Well, now that people are opting out of being targeted, they are literally being yanked out of those lists. So one of the things Facebook's going to tell you in that resource center is go back, look at your lists, make sure they're still good because it's been probably reduced 96%. So you might want to just maybe not use your retargeting list. You might want to change those ads. You might want to rethink that campaign. They're just going to tell you to go look at that. And you basically, there's not a whole lot they can do. So they're stuck with, with this 96% reduction. So they're just asking you, if you're cool with only having 4% of this list left, you're good. But if not, maybe rethink how you're sending out those campaigns. And what are you seeing from a conversion standpoint? Are they like still able to accurately track those? Or are they doing a little bit of estimating on that side? How's well, that like, well, they're doing statistical modeling. It's the best they can do. Because although you have those events and you have that pixel on your site to find those triggers, Facebook can't always know if someone's triggering anymore because of that person's opted out and they're on an Apple device. And that's what's important is like you have to be on an Apple device right now. If you are on an Android device, it's still working. So they still have some eyeballs into what's going on. So they take that, what's going on, they can track and they're estimating well with the apple audience is this big and because they can still tell how what device you're on that's a general non-privacy thing so they can say well if this much is working here then the apple audience would be about the same so you probably had around three or four conversions this week but they can't say for sure certain anymore it's crazy to me that so many people are opting out of it i mean i thought it was going to be a big number but 96 percent just seems so high i mean like personally i would much rather be served like personalized ad i don't want to see it because you're going to get ads either way right i mean somebody has a budget <laughs> yep. they're going to spend it so would you rather see an ad for something totally unrelated to you? Or, you know, if you just looked at a new pair of sneakers, would you rather have those pop up in your face so you can kind of drool over them a little bit more? Like, I'd rather have the sneakers pop back up. I personally would too. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think tracking is an okay thing. They're not, I mean, they're not tracking anything outside your buying preferences and that's just normal. I mean, right. stores have been figuring out your buying preferences forever. I mean, that's why you go to the grocery store, there's the higher price stuff at eye level and the cheaper stuff's up top. I mean, they're going to figure out a way around it. I prefer a more personalized experience because I might get delivered an ad for something I didn't know existed. That's what advertising is good at. So they know, hey, like you said, I've been looking for new shoes. I'm not new shoes. Hey, I can get down for that new Nike sneaker where you don't have to like, you ever seen those where you don't have to time, you just like stick your foot into them and they like can't work and it snicks around your heel. Yep. Maybe I didn't know that existed. So that's a good thing to me. Yeah, I, um, I, I've, I've been dreaming of one of those since like 1985. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, when you watch TV, I mean, you get these ads that don't mean anything to you. They're just noise or nonsense. But then when we've, we've got into the streaming and they just deliver ads on Hulu, if you have a commercial-based plan, you're going to most likely get ads that kind of mean more to you. And you're going you're gonna to watch it, might as well get some value out of it. Right, exactly. It, that's a great point. And what are you kind of seeing from a conversion standpoint? So even with the modeling, have you seen conversions and clicks 
start to go down or has there not been a difference yet? Because at the time of this recording, this has been out for a couple of weeks now, this change. So what are you kind of seeing right now? Well, the new guesstimates right now for some accounts are about the same and some are a lot lower. So again, I think right now it's just, you kind of just got to figure probably at Facebook, they're probably just like a snow globe. Someone's like, just chuck them up and there's just everything <laughs> up in the air. And hopefully eventually maybe another week or two, everything will settle and they'll have a better idea of how I make those guesstimates. Because I still think there's still a matter of, everybody knows there are people that put off. If you're a tech geek like me, you updated the new Apple operating system the second you could because you want the new cool thing. My wife right. probably still hasn't because she just never puts her phone, plugs her phone in at night, so it never gets updated. So she's still waiting on the update. So it's going to take another few weeks for everyone to see those warnings, everyone to get that update, everyone to opt in or out. So hopefully those numbers will go the other way. It's not going to be this 96% wasteland. It'll maybe get some more people in there. and They'll have a little bit better way to do the estimating. They'll have some more solid numbers for the estimation. But right now, some drops. There's not been any going the good way. It's Right. <laughs> the bad way. So for our listeners, then, if you were already targeting a pretty niche audience, and it was pretty small with your Facebook budget, then odds are, if you haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks, it's probably a lot smaller now, right? Probably a lot smaller. And you might be surprised at some of your numbers, right? Because numbers, like and you said, they're not going to trend in the right direction. So when it comes time to report these things, this is all very valuable context to whoever you're going to be reporting to. Exactly, because they're going to go, wait, what happened to my numbers? So I think it's also very possible, depending on how you had your ad structured, if you have not gone to that resource center and you have not followed their their suggestions, depending on what conversions you're counting, it's very possible they've disabled your ad. So if you haven't gone back and checked in a while and you're wondering, hey, I haven't gotten any Facebook traffic in a while, it could just be because they've turned them off. Because yeah, they, that's, that's it's, a great point. are trying to do a conversion event they absolutely can't do anymore. Right, so if you are in the camp of set it and forget it and yep. you haven't looked at your Facebook ads in quite some time, then uh, this is the perfect opportunity to go in there and uh, poke around, check out the resource center, like you were saying, just to verify everything is on the up and up and know that when you go to pull that report that uh, you may be in for a lot more red than you're used to. Exactly. It's also always a good time to refresh your ads. I mean, the best practices to me is always, you don't want to just set it and forget it for months and months and months. At least, I mean, I know people are busy at least every couple months, maybe go in, refresh the image, refresh the copy. It's also a good idea to refresh your targeting every now and then because even just in general, out the Apple update. Most of our practices, you're going to have a little limited audience and you're going to start delivering to the same people over and over again. And that audience that sees them is going to shrink because they're going to like this ad. I don't want to see this ad anymore. I've seen it too much. So you're always going to want to tinker with your audience every month, every two months anyway, just to make sure you're getting a fresh audience to, and reaching new people. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, even anecdotally, if you, they see the same ad over and over, if they don't get kicked out of the audience, they're going to start to just scroll right past it because they're like, oh, there's that same couple in the park again. Like I'm sick of seeing them, you know? It just becomes noise. I mean, it's it's one of those exactly. things. If people see something too much, they literally just throw it in the noise. Yeah, for sure. It's that billboard you've seen up, in, up on the street for the last three years. Yeah. The only reason you remember it is because it's there. You don't actually know what's on it. You just know that's the same thing you see every time you drive by it. Well, those, those billboards you see, like, that's advertising the beer festival three years ago. Right. <laughs> it's just every <laughs> that billboard. Yeah. Well, absolutely. This was really good information. Um, we're just about out of time. So Chad, thank you again for this. I think this was very helpful. And if anyone has any questions, of course, please reach out. We're happy to help and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please 
please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 